I'll be right back. Ephesians chapter 6, and this is a, this is a bookend of the Sunday school, Sunday school lesson, and uh, <laughs> Ephesians chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6, I want to begin reading in verse 10, Ephesians 6. And verse 10, I hope you have a pen. You're going to mark some words and some phrases in this portion. That'll help you. Verse 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against uh, uh, the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having the blessed breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench the, all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereto with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. Someone said the book of Ephesians is divided into three parts, wealth in verse chapter 1 through 3, walk chapter 4 through 6 and verse 9, and warfare in chapter 6 and verse 10 and following. Mr. Watchman Nee divided it up. Sit, walk, and stand. In this portion of Scripture, we are given really the master key for victory. The master key for victory. And many, time, many times we read the scripture and many times we miss, we miss the important parts of the scripture. God gives us a progression. God gives us priority. God gives us principles that we need to focus on. Many times we focus on the things instead of the maker of the things. We, in the Bible where it says we worship the creation more than the creator. And so that attitude is, is in a lot of Christians where we are given things that Jesus gives us and we start focusing on those things instead of him. And that's not what he intends. Exactly. And so in this portion, we see he gives us the armor of God. He tells us to put on the whole armor of God. Now, he, it's not the kind of armor that you put on and take off. It's the kind you keep on all the time. Okay? And so let's look at the armor this morning. And as By way of introduction, what I'm going to do is, is look through this just for a few minutes. And, and, and we're going to introduce this. And then I'm going to give you the master key for victory. I'm going to give you the thought in, for victory to keep in your heart and in your mind daily. The word, it says, it talks about the truth. Your loins gird about with truth. 
Now, what did, did did you get that armor, Chris? Did you get that? You can put that armor up. Your loins gird about with truth. This truth is a belt. It's a belt, and that belt holds everything together. And, and what he's telling us is there: your your loins gird about with the truth. You need to have the truth. John eight thirty two. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me." The truth is the first part of the armor he gives us. And we need to have that belt of truth. We need to live in truth. Number two, I want you to notice there in the scripture, it says the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. The righteousness, and this is the righteousness of God in us. It's an awesome and humbling thought to know that when we receive Jesus Christ as personal Savior, according to the Bible, because of the shed blood of the cross, the death, the burial, and resurrection, and we believe and we call on him, he declares us righteous. We don't deserve that. We don't deserve that. The Bible says this in Philippians chapter 3 and 7 and verse follow, verses and following, but what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. This is Paul talking about all the things he had accomplished and he did, worldly speaking, he accomplished things. Uh, yea, doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ my Lord. He said, this is, this is really what I count priority. This is, the, this is where it's at. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them dung, but dung, that I may win Christ and be found in him. And notice this phrase says, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. What he's saying is there, I have the righteousness of God. And God says to wear that as your breastplate. Wear that to cover your heart, to keep your heart soft. Amen? Keep your heart from attack. And so the, the breastplate of righteousness. And then it goes on to talk about the gospel of peace. These are boots. They used to wear boots. And I don't know if you guys remember Johnny Unites. He used to wear those high-top boots and when he played football with the spikes on them. Well, they had boots for war like that, that they wore spikes. And, and, and it calls it the gospel of peace. And those spikes were so that they could get a grip. Well, when we get a grip, we have peace. Amen? Amen. And they would do that. They'd wear those, those, those boots in war. And listen, folks, the, the, war, the gospel gives us uh, peace. Peace. And, and the gospel gives us uh, uh, the, 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 he says in John chapter 14 and verse 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, uh, neither let it be afraid. So what's he saying? He's saying, he's saying that gospel brings peace. Amen. That gospel brings peace between you and God. Amen. See? And so, so the, the truth, the righteousness, the peace, Peace. And then he talks about the shield of faith. Now that picture he had up there, that shield, is not really representative because that sh- those shields were much bigger. They weren't made out, of, they weren't real pretty all like that. They were made out of leather and wood. And, and the enemy would shoot these fiery darts. And that's what it talks about in the scripture, the fiery darts. And literally, the shield was big enough for a person to entirely get behind and, and protect, be protected. And so he says, he says, the shield of faith, when we are attacked, when we are attacked by Satan, when we are attacked through our senses and through our lust, we burn. And if we don't watch it, we'll let those things take over. But, uh, but we, can, we fight those through faith. We don't fight them by ignoring. 
We fight him by faith. 1 John 5, 4, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh our world, overcometh the world, even our faith. Amen. Faith. So, so the truth, righteousness, the gospel, the shield of faith. And then it mentions the helmet of salvation. That helmet, that helmet would cover the head and around the cheeks here and the and the throat and the neck and the back. And 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 what it's talking about is it's a talk, talking about the helmet is talking about assurance of salvation. Assurance of salvation. If there's anything that troubles the Christian soldier today is lack of confidence. They go through a trial and they wonder, am I really saved? You're, you're, once you're saved, you're always saved. Amen. Eternal life begins in salvation. He's got you. You don't have him. How are you doing? Well, I'm holding on. Well, he's got you. Just let go. Right? Just relax. God's got it. God's got it. Now, notice, notice what, what's in Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves... It's a gift of God, not of works. And when you read that not of works, I don't have to work for it. I don't have to do anything for it. I don't have to keep it. He's got it. Not of works, lest any man should boast. It's grace. It's a gift. It's something you can do nothing for. And so the helmet of salvation. And then the next portion of the uh, next part of the armor is this, the sword of the spirit. This is the only offensive weapon he gives us, the sword. And, and Jesus, Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days. He fasted. We just read about that in Sunday school. He fasted, and then Satan came and tempted him. And what did he use to fight the battle? He used the sword of the Spirit. He said, it is written. Amen. That's important. Amen. That's important. We need to understand that the Word of God is given to us not, not to sit and collect dust, not Amen. to come and just open on church days, not it is to, it is given to us to meditate, to read, to study, to know, to take in, and for that word of God to become part of us. Let me tell you something, folks. We need to be warriors with swords. Mm-hmm. We need the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It is our offensive weapon. Listen, people don't want to hear the word of God. Tough. Mm-hmm. People say, I don't understand the word of God. That's a bunch of poppycock. It's it's more it's the most it's the most popular and most attacked book in the world. That's right. But it's God's word. We have it. He gave it to us. It is the inspired and errant preserved word of God. Amen. Amen. And, and so so he gives us the armor, and then he says, in the next verse, praying always, and prayer is our privilege and our opportunity. Don't forget to pray. You say, well, as a soldier, as a soldier, I have this armor. What more do I need? I need to stay in contact with the captain. Amen. 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 I need to talk. Listen, listen. God wants to talk to you 24-7. God wants to know your position. He wants to know your feelings. You want to complain? Complain to God. Amen. Amen. You want to bellyache? Bellyache to God. You want to whine? Whine to God. Amen? But, but, but talk to God. He wants to talk to God. He wants you to talk to Him. By, 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 by the way, by the way, there's a little girl, she said, her daddy was talking to her. 
And, and, and she said, Daddy, Daddy, would you talk to me? He said, I'm talking to you. He said, no, I want you to talk to me with your face. So I want you to look at me. Amen. And the reason a lot of Christians won't talk to God is because it's a face-to-face thing. Amen. It's a mano a mano. Put the armor on. Put the armor on. And pray. Now let me say this. Because this is, this is where I want you to see the importance of this. The armor's nothing without the master key. Have you ever worked in a building where they had all these keys and, they, and, and then they had one master key? Anybody ever worked there? That's what I'm talking about. There's one key that opens it all. This armor isn't for us to get and put on and boast stuff. Do you realize we can take spiritual things and, make, and boast of them with pride so much that they're not? Mm. The armor's not given for me to look down on people. Amen. The Bible is not for me to take and beat people over the head with. Amen. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a supernatural book Amen. from a supernatural God. Amen. And we're to put it out there. So we receive the armor. Look at my armor. Ain't it my, my armor is better than your armor. <laughs> I mean, my, mine's a little bit. No. That's not what it's for. Exactly. God's given to us. We're in a war. And you can either stick your head in the sand or under the pillow, but we are in a war every day. If you are a parent raising kids, you either battle for them or you're going to visit them in jail. You either fight for them or they're going to be out on the streets. That's right, preacher. Amen, brother. Now, what's the key? What's the key? Well, let me, let me give you this thought. In verse 12, Paul shows us his cosmic perspective. Look at verse 12. Look what he says. He said, we wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood. We can't put our hands on it. It's principalities. It's, it's, it's high powers. It's powerful influence. It's rulers of darkness or world rulers. It's diabolical power. And it's a struggle that's supernatural. It's a struggle that's personal. And it's a struggle that's futile if we do it on our own. We are no match for the power of Satan. Back in chapter 2 and verse 2, it says this, Among whom also are wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. We're surrounded by children of disobedience. you know that? Now, the Bible says, as I quoted to the young people, 1 Peter 5 and verse 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walketh as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He wants to rip you to shreds. Mm-hmm. Well, preacher, I got the armor. Well, okay. Preacher, I, I had the armor on, but I, I got in trouble. I got, I got, I got... I got, I got, I got, I got, I, got, I, I fell. 
Here's the problem. The problem is we don't have the master key and we don't, we don't use it. Now look at verse 10. Verse 10 is the master key. Every, everything else is relative if you forget verse 10. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now we skip over this verse because we want to talk about the we want to talk about the armor. We want to talk about the sword. Right? That's not fun. But it says, it says very simply, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Yes. Now, what's the bigness of the deal as preacher? Well, first of all, that verse tells us the position. Finally, my brethren. This is not talking to the lost person. He's talking to family members. And Paul says, Paul says, Finally, my brethren, you that have been washed in the blood of the Lamb... You that have trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, you that realized you were a sinner with, without Christ, and you realized that Christ died on the cross and He was buried, and He rose again the third day for you, and you trusted Him, you believed that, and you said, come into my life and save me, and He saved you. Amen. That's the position He's talking about. You are not in the position to win. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as wow. personal Savior. People wonder why people get off into drugs and alcohol and all kinds of crazy stuff. And it's just like, it's just like they're just overthrown. It's because they, they, they are not in the position. They don't know Jesus. Where would you be today without Jesus? Where would you be? Does that make the hair on the back of your neck stand up? Where would you be? What would your children be? The position. We need to realize, realize he says, finally, my brother, and Paul's, he's, he's coming to the end here, this whole chapter. He's talking about wealth, and he's talking about walking in the Lord, talking about marriage. He talked about all these things, and he says, finally, Here's how you keep it together. Number one, you get saved. Number one, you become a Christian. You're, this, folks, this is not a Christian nation. Right. I don't care what Barna says. We have a wonderful nation, best on the planet. I'm, pr I'm proud to be American, but I'm telling you what, we don't act Christian. Right. <laughs> the position... Do you realize the position you're in? I'm saved. I'm a child of God. I'm born again. Amen? And so, so, we, so we're, that, that's the position. Now, secondly, I want you to notice the strength. Now, this all looks like it's the same, but it's, but it's, but it's progressive. The strength. Notice, notice what it says there. It says, be strong in the Lord. Now, that word strong means to empower I do not empower me. I'm only strong, that little two-letter word, in, in the Lord. Amen. Not in myself. Amen. Not in the club. Not in the world. Not in the intelligence or in science. Amen. 
in the Lord. You mean, preacher, there's times it's possible for me to be saved, but not in the Lord. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some, a lot of Christians are out of control. Mm -hmm. They're saved, but they act like fools. We all do. We, we need to watch it. We get sidetracked. We, 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 we get worldly real quick. Yes. We get real, worldly real quick. That was in time past in chapter 2 it says. We walked according to the course of the world. Amen? Now just think about this. He, he wants to empower you. You don't empower you. He empowers you. Do y'all remember Samson? And that chick named Delia. And and I mean she was a she was a she was a honey. And 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 he he went after her. He wasn't supposed to. And he he lost everything. You remember that sad portion, Brother Pete, it says he wished not the spirit of the Lord went from him. Do you remember that? That's that's a scary and they, they wrapped him up, cut his hair off. But then in the Colosseum, one last time, God gave him strength. Amen. And he destroyed more enemies in his death than he did his life. But it was only the strength of the Lord. Amen. We can have that strength if we're in the Lord. Amen. And you go to work, you go to do something every day. I don't care what it is. I don't care how menial you think it is. If you let God in on it, he empowers it. Amen. Doesn't matter. And the fact of the matter is, if you let him in on the little things, he'll certainly be let in on the big things. Amen. Amen. Now, he empowers. Now, stay with me. The position, the strength, and this, and, 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 and this is great. The power. The power. I was preaching to the wrestlers this morning at 7.30. They like this part. Amen. The word power, it says, it says, be strong in the Lord and the power of, of His might. Amen. Do you know, what that, you know what that word might means? It means dominate. Amen. I said that to Scott. Went, yeah. <laughs> what we're going to do today. We're going to dominate the match. <laughs> Just think about that. When, when you go through a situation, you're praying and you bring God in on that situation, He, he can dominate that thing. Right. Don't you love that? When God just does something? Amen. That's powerful. Amen. We think, well, you know, i got to plan this out. i got to plan this out. That we, we independent Baptists, we, we are dumb sometimes. We think, we, we think we've got it under control when we don't. You know, you don't, you don't, I, I even feel bad in calling a revival a revival. That's like saying it's a revival before it's a revival. Mm -hmm. I think God's supposed to say it's a revival. Wow, amen. Say, so we're going to have a meeting. If it turns into revival, we'll praise God, amen? Amen. Oh, wow. That's good. Sort of presumptuous. Right. And we say, well, well, that was this, that was this. Let me just tell you something, folks. The Israelites, they got the ark back into the Israel. They got it back from the Philistines. Philistines heard them. They said, 
Oh no, we're in trouble now. They're all excited. Their God's going to fight for them. Mm -hmm. A few days later, the Philistines whooped them. You say, what were they doing? They were focused on, on the ark, not the God of the ark. Wow. wow. Amen. We do that all the time. God wants to dominate your life. And let me just tell you something. You ought to want him to, too. Amen. You want, him, you want, to, you ought to want him to take complete control. Now, we have the armor. God gives us a great set of armor. Truth, righteousness, gospel, peace, and all, all the parts of the armor. God gives us that. But if we're not strong, if we're not, don't we like, if we're not sure we're saved, and if we're, not, if we're not in his strength, the power of his might, we're not going to be empowered for him to, denom, to dominate. That's the master key. That's the key. The key is not the armor. The key is us understanding where the strength and the might is coming from. Now, that's the master key. 1 Samuel 17, verse 45, Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day the Lord will deliver into mine hand, and I will smite thee, and will take thine hand from thee, and will give thee the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air, and to the wild beasts of the earth, and all the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. See, they need to know that there is a God in your home. There is a God in your life. I'll never forget when Gideon was faced with the Midianites. And they had 32,000. And God said, that's too many. He said, preacher, how much is enough? How much was enough? Well, God was enough. Amen. But he took it down to 300 men. 300 warriors. And they're going through the line, the supply clerk, to get the, the, the weapons of war. Here's your pitcher, here's your candle, and here's your trumpet. What, what? Really? Yeah, just keep, keep moving. Gideon tells him, he says, hey, when I give you, give you, the, give you the signal, you blow the trumpet, break those pitchers, and God will take care of the rest. And they did it, and the Midianites destroyed themselves. And God did that. And that, that, that portion of Scripture has a phrase in it. If you'll get home and look at it and underline it, it says, Every man stood in his place. The problem with us as Christians, we don't stay in our place. He's given us the armor, but the key, folks, is for you to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Don't do it on your own. Don't make choices on your own. Don't make choices for your family on your own. Do everything the honor and glory of God. Involve 
God wants to be involved in everything we do. And that gives us power. Satan wants to destroy you. Satan wants to destroy your family. He wants to destroy this church. Let's, 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 let's use that master key. Let's bow our heads. Heads bowed and eyes closed. No one looking around. You say, preacher, if I die today, I know for sure I'd go to heaven. Christ is my Savior. Heaven is my home. Can you lift your hands up? God bless you. I know Christ is my Savior. You're here and you say, preacher, I don't know that I'm saved. If I die today, I don't know for sure I'd go to heaven. But, but I want to. I don't know exactly everything, but I know I want to go to heaven when I die. And I know I don't know. I can't say if I stood before God. He said, why should I let you in my heaven? I could not answer it, but, but I really would like to know. Now, nobody embarrass you, but preacher, I'll let you pray for me. Would you slip your hand up, just put it up, put it back down? Now, I'm talking to Christians. Christian, I, I want to challenge you to respond. This week, we fell. We got back up. We fell and we got back up. Sometimes we didn't need to fall. Amen? We didn't need to fall. We didn't need to fall. God bless you. God bless you. Now, if you don't know the Lord, come forward. Let us show you. If you need to come, if you if you do know the Lord and you need to get with him, you come forward and get on your knees. Somebody needs to pray with you, we'll pray with you. Father, thank you for the time you've given us. We pray that you bless the invitation. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand with heads bowed and eyes closed. No one looking around. God spoke to you. You move. Don't hesitate. Just get along with God.